Ahlan and welcome or welcome back to Fagutulation, a solo podcast hosted by me, Sarah. How y'all doing? This episode we're about to get into today was inspired by an episode from the Kerning Cultures Fossil series. Um, and it follows uh, Dukan Media co-founder Omar Tom, also known in the internet streets as OT. If you don't know, by the way, um, he is the uh, founder of the Dukan Show podcast. They grew that podcast into, you know, a full-fledged media company. Uh, they have the hashtag We Cause Culture, which I think is brilliant. Anyway, uh, I don't want to go on a fangirling tangent, but suffice to say that uh, OT is Sudanese excellence through and through, and if you don't know, now you know. But anyway, this episode from the Fossilus series follows um, Omar Tom through his journey with kidney failure. And the episode got me thinking about my own health journey, which truthfully, I never really felt compelled to think about deeply. Um, two episodes ago, if you follow the podcast, this podcast, Kutileshinu <laughs> Loyally, then you know that uh, two episodes ago, I interviewed my dad. And during that episode, the topic of my, uh, I mean, quote unquote, illness came up. And his insight, especially about how my personality may have been shaped by my health, made me want to explore my own trajectory with illness. If you don't know me or don't follow me on Instagram, then you probably don't know what I'm talking about. I'm what they call a heart patient, or which was always really funny to me because don't we all? (laughs) Anyway, I've been the recipient of three open heart surgeries. A long, thick scar meanders its way from the base of my throat down to about an inch or so above my navel. This scar has attracted the attention and curiosity of people around me my whole life. And being on social media has introduced an unfiltered element to this curiosity that, at times, can be really gross. What better way to deal with all of that than just send them the link On a late August day in 1984, I came into the world. Well, I was yanked into the world a few weeks before my due date. Pried out of my mother's womb by a C-section, I was handed over to her and she promptly handed me back and threw up. A fact I'm mentioning not because it has any significance to the greater plan of my story, but because rude. I was born with missing parts, a heart without valves, and only half a pulmonary artery. So they had to wait two years before they could give me my first corrective surgery. The effect of that was two years of, I'll call it, minimized laughter. Because there were no valves, oxygenated and deoxygenated blood would just slosh around my heart 
And that decreased the amount of oxygen being pushed around the body. So if you made me laugh hard enough or long enough, I would turn blue. And in fact, I was called a blue baby. That is what um, kids who are born with this condition are usually called because of the bluish color to them. If, of course, that just meant I was extra dark. I'm going to fast forward through the first surgery, mostly because I was only two years old and I don't remember anything. But I do remember that I had this stuffed koala that would go with me into all of my procedures. And at some point in time, the koala got blood, my blood, of course, on its ear. And we kept it. <laughs> I don't know if it was me and or what the logic was behind that. But I'm glad that we didn't because um, in my older years, it was oddly comforting to have that blood there kind of like a reminder of where I had been that fun fact isn't worth noting at all but what is worth noting is that in the aftermath of that first surgery this happened زي افتكرنا انه انت ايوه انما صحيتي صحيتي لقيتي نفسك مربطه بتاع كنت زي زعلانه قاعده احنا زي زعلانه انا في صور حاسه قاعده انا بتذكر انه انا شايلاكي كده في رجليني وانت مقبله مني كده وتعاملي thankfully i don't have any residual abandonment issues from that time at least I don't think I do. Um, and while I can relate to the experience OT mentioned in the fossil episode, the sense that, you know, you're being limited by the adults because you're the quote-unquote sickly kid, that treatment came more so from my extended family than my parents themselves. I'm really grateful that my parents weren't overprotective of me when it came to my health. I mean, listen... I'm the only daughter of a Sudanese family and a Sudanese mom, so don't get me wrong, there was much overprotectiveness, but not making a big deal out of my health really helped me to avoid developing any rugged or complexes surrounding my condition, a situation I've seen impact other children who went through long-term or chronic illnesses. As a matter of fact, my parents' nonchalance around me about my health condition made me very unfazed, possibly to a fault. Not possibly, actually, truly, to a fault. We'll get into that later. Unfortunately, I can't say that other people have that same attitude, which leads me to my first point to ponder. Many of us, and by us, I am primarily speaking about Sudanese people because this is a worldwide problem, but I think we would benefit from talking about things like this a little bit more um, because we don't ever talk about them. And I know what you're going to say. To that I answer, 
مفروض أنا أتكلم بالعربي لكن نسوي شنو يا أخوان القسمة اختارت زي ما قلت لكم من الحلقة الثانية الكلام ده بيطلع براه باللغة الهدائرة أنا ما عندي أي تحكم في القصة دي and anyway ليه نحن دايما فاهمين إنه الناس اللي بيتكلموا إنجليزي ديل يعني ما عارفة زي الفهم أعلى أوعى من ال من من باقي الشعب اللي بيتكلم عربي عندنا مفهوم إنه الناس اللي بيتكلموا إنجليزي ديل ما محتاجين يناقشون في مواضيع زي دي عشان هم واو ياي قمة الرقي والفهم والوعي وال 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 والاستجراغ على قول أبوي Please tell me I don't need to say it but I mean I'm gonna say it anyway it's not true It's not true. الفهم والوعي حاجات ما مربوطة نهائيا باللغة. ويعني على قولها لنا <تصفيق> القلم مبزي البلم. <تصفيق> anyway, like I was saying, I truly believe that in general we're still not very well equipped at dealing with difference, whether it be a disability or an illness, to the rest of the world or In different parts of the world, uh, there's a term for this, right? It's called ableism, and ableism includes, I know, deliberate discrimination, but also uh, unconscious discrimination against people with um, disabilities or, you know, people who are differently abled. Lakin, uh, as a society, I feel like we have this reflex. We reject any new term as the evils of the West والعولمة وطوالي بنقعد نقول لك لا لا والله دير جايين يكسروا السودان دير جايين يمحوا عاداتنا وتقاليدنا دير جايين يحاربوا الإسلام وبتاع حتى لو الحاجة أو الفكرة مفيدة وبتنفعنا ومحتاجين لا Unfortunately this ignorance this inability this being at a loss uh, for what to do and say, whatever you want to call it. It has a profound effect on the people on the receiving end of that behavior. The people in our society who live with these differences, these disabilities, these chronic or childhood illnesses. And the effect is felt everywhere. It's on the streets as well as in our homes. It comes in the most obvious forms like people pointing and staring in the street or uh, you know, our families hiding us away from the public out of protection for us, but also out of their own shame. And it comes in more subtle forms, like in the ways that people interact with us. The things that they say that might not be outwardly offensive, but still cut the same, still influence the ways in which we see ourselves and our place, our sense of belonging in our society. I can't say I know intimately the experience of Sudanese people living with disabilities, but I have had my fair share of experiences hearing some of the hurtful why and baffling comments and behaviors uh, people exhibit when they see my scar, which is interesting because most times my scar is barely, barely, barely visible, but somehow people still manage to notice it. Hmm, that's part of the problem. I told this story on Instagram a long time ago after a period of getting constant DMs with zero adab or zog or ayyaya, um, you know, of people asking about my scar. 
and I made the video out of frustration but also out of please please stop doing this this isn't this is what not to do I'm gonna share it here the following is a true story it started one morning in late 2016. I was in Khartoum at the time, uh, working as a freelance writer and editor, and I had just landed this job uh, to work on a company's website and um, was on my way to our first meeting. SubhanAllah, there was some form of like divine intervention, divine sign, something told me to, <laughs> go look in the mirror ف قبل ما اطلع من البيت عينت اللي روحي في المرايه وفجاه عيني وقعت في الجرحه which was just kind of like barely peeking out of the top of my shirt like i said the scar begins at the base of my throat right <laughs> you see it i mean if you're watching the video you see it um ف unless i'm wearing a turtleneck miss ma'am is going to be visible <laughs> And Wayne, the weird thing about it wasn't that the scar was visible, it's that I saw it. I've lived with my entire life. I don't even notice it. Who's gonna know? Nobody's gonna know. They're gonna know. It's two millimeters of scar. How would they know? The meeting was between me, the company owner, and the designer that they had hired for the website. Or not I mean the mudir was there waiting for me, right? And we know each other, so we were having a friendly conversation. He's a man in his late twenties, early thirties. Um, we were introduced and then Al Mudir stays in for a few minutes and stepped outside. سلمنا على بعض السلام عليكم عليكم السلام الله يسلمك الله يبارك فيك فجأة ده شنو ده؟ دي عملية؟ حيا قلبي حيا I want you to remember that like I said two millimeters of scar that's visible أيوة دي عملية عملية شنو؟ عملية قلب يا جماعة الراجل جاء وانهيار عصبي لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله حسبي الله نعم الوكيل انا لله وانا اليه راجعون اشهد ان لا اله الا الله ما اشهد ان محمد رسول الله وانا بس بعين له بسم الله الراجل ده ماله اه طبعا بعد ذاك لازيله دورت لا يعني يعني كيف يعني دي عمليه قلب يعني انت حايمه معانا في الشارع وجايه تقعدي معانا في الاجتماعات وانت عامله عمليه قلب كيف يعني لا بس يعني انت كويسه يعني انت كويسه يعني انت كويسه يعني انت كويسه As annoyed and really offended as I felt at his over-the-top uh, reaction, he said, "خدت الرحمن في قلبي واستغفرته وقلت يا بيت يمكن الزول ده زول حساس ويعني متأثر and he's being concerned وكده يا زول طمني وقمت قلت له عين عيلة والله الحمد لله كله تمام ويعني أصلاً العملية دي أنا عملتها العملية دي أنا عملتها زمان." ويعني الحمد لله ما عندي عوجاسي وبالمناسبة أنا بدل أعمل وعدة عملت ثلاثة عمليات I thought saying that would make him realize that like موضوع ما خطير يعني عادي I was very wrong 
into another meltdown this man went and i sat there staring off into space reeling really from his reaction trying not to have a meltdown of my own because this man is triggering my social anxiety and i am about to spiral into oblivion المهم في اللحظه دي كان مدير داخل الراجل استغفر واظن انه خجل من الراجل داخل ده and he يعني regained his composure وبدينا الاجتماع يا اخواني اي حاجه اقولها ان شاء الله يعني اتفهت تعليق كان قلت يا سلام اللون ده حلو الراجل ده بيدخل في حاله ما شاء الله تبارك الله ايوه والله كلامك عين العقل الله يخليك الله يحفظك الله يسلمك الله يبارك فيك الله يعفى عليك الله يسوي لك طريقته كانت فظيعه فظيعه يعني انا في النهايه بس سكتت بقيت ما بتكلم ما بعلق ما بقول اي حاجه في الاجتماع and the whole time i was asking myself like انا غلطت في الكلام يا ربي قلت له عمليه مخ ما قلت له عمليه قضيب هل هو فاكر انه العمليات دي اثرت على يعني قدرتي على التفكير why is he so impressed what in the hell is going on anyway we made it through with the grace of god and uh المدير decided that we should work closely together and i should supervise the design of the website as well as the content that i was writing which meant that i had to meet this man again اكل العيش حر اكل العيش حر شديد so بلحتها في حناني and we made an appointment in a couple of weeks to meet and talk about the design and see how things are going طبعا خلاص مجرباه يعني فاليوم ده جيتوا لك جاهزه لبستا يعني the highest color I could find in my closet وبفوق له لفحت أكبر طرحة عندي في الدنيا وركبت عربتي وطقيت لي بحري دخلت له في المكتب فسلمنا على بعض الله يسلمك الله يبارك فيك الله يسلمك الله يبارك فيك وقام عزمني دخلني جوا وقعدني آه behind his desk قدام الجهاز حقه now i want you to picture the scene كويس انا قاعده like i said behind his desk in front of his computer he is standing uh, to my right and you know in true sudani fashion he's asking me what do i want to drink انا اجيب لك شنو نضيفك بشنو دايره تشربي شنو قلت له والله شكرا ما 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 داير حاجه انا اصلا لا بشرب لا شاي لا قهوه ما بتشربي شاي ما بتشربي قهوه كيف الكلام ده انت بتشربي شنو هاي وانا يعني كل ما هو يعلي صوته كل ما انا بوطي صوتي لا لا شكرا والله لا شكرا الحمد لله شكرا ما داير شكرا 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 حلفه بيخليني نجيب لك شنو نجيب لك شنو نجيب لك شنو نجيب لك شنو and then he reaches over the chair i'm sitting at his desk He reaches over the chair I'm sitting in to his desk drawer, pulls it out, puts his hand in there, moves it around as if he's looking for something, and says, نجيب لك شنو؟ نجيب لك حبوب؟ نجيب لك حبوب قلب؟ أنا ما حعرف أشرح لكم يعني إحساسي كان شنو في اللحظة ذيك. حاجة كده بين صدمة حضارية and intense rage الله صدر سايني ما خنقته اليوم داك Now I've told this story many times to many people um, and 
the reaction I get maybe 60% of the time is Oh, oh, but he was just trying to be nice to you. If that's the case, then that's part of the problem. That we are so unaccustomed to um, deal with people who are even slightly different than us, that this kind of behavior is considered being nice. What? People with differences, with physical differences, with disabilities, don't need you to try to be nice to them. They need you to just be. I mean, we're in a work meeting on equal footing, collaborating on a job that has absolutely nothing to do with my health condition or my physical appearance. So what about that exactly is appropriate to say? How is that necessary? What part of that is being nice? And I mean, this is his behavior after, like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's two millimeters of a scar. في رأيي عدم التصرف أو في الحقيقة سوء التصرف بيجي من عدم الوعي اللي هو بيجي من عدم الاحتكاك والتعامل مع الناس المختلفين مننا وعدم الاحتكاك ده بيجي أو نتيجته أو يعني بيحصل لما يكون عندنا مجتمع مفهوم للاختلاف إنه شيء عيب ومشؤوم ومفروض نخجل منه وندسدس وندسه من العالم والضرر من عدم الاحتكاك بالناس المختلفين مننا إنه نظرتنا بتبقى بس محصورة في اختلافهم يعني ما بنشوفهم كمدمين زينا ونتعامل معهم عادي بيبقوا بس عبارة عن اختلاف مرض إعاقة حيم على رجلين عشان كده لي يوم الليلة في ناس بيحبسوا أولادهم المصابين بإعاقة ذهنية في البيت أو بيربطوا أولادهم اللي عندهم أمراض نفسية في سراير ولا بينزلون في الحيشان وبالمناسبة الحية دي ما بس في الأرياف والحدات البعيدة اللي بينقول آي آي بيئة وبنتبرى منها في عاصمتنا دي في الكلام ده وكثير شديد وفي المجتمعات السودانية حول العالم التفكير ده والمفهوم ده بتلاقي وبكسرة كثير لما مسيخ الضرر من المفهوم ده غير انه طبعا بيكون يعني تأثيره مدمر على الناس المختلفين ديل بيقع برضه على باقي المجتمع اللي بيكون ما مهيئ نهائيا انه يتعامل معاهم ومش بس بيبقى منظره جنس منظر الله بل حكيت لكم بيو ده لا ده كمان بيخلق خلل كبير واساسي في تركيبه المجتمع وفي رايي الخلل ده عديل بيمنع التطور بيمنع التطور وبيأثر على سلامه المجتمع whether we like it or not مجتمعنا ده مكون من ناس كميه من ثقافات مختلفة وديانات مختلفة وأشكال مختلفة وظروف مختلفة كل الاختلاف عن بعض وأي فرد منهم ليه الحق إنه يعيش في المجتمع ده بسلام وأمان زيه زي الباقين وليه الحق برضو إنه يلقى التعامل والرعاية اللي هو بيحتاج لها وبيستحقها
on the next episode of Fagutureshinu. On a summer's day in 1994, a couple of months before my 10th birthday, I went in for the second open heart surgery. That two-month stay in the hospital was probably the most traumatic one I'd been through, but I was too young and too sedated to realize it. Fagutureshinu is a scripted podcast, and this episode was brought to you by crime mobs knock if you buck because if you talk at me crazy about my scar i will fight you i hope you enjoyed this installment feel free to leave a comment on soundcloud a review on apple and google podcast and reach out to me on twitter and instagram at bsonblast